All right, church. So as you are making your way back to your seats, if you can, uh, put your hands together. If you can uh, welcome our amazing, beautiful secretary, my wife, Miss Jennifer Metzger. Good morning, everybody. Um, as you all know, next week our pastor and his wife are celebrating their anniversary. So, yes. so we just wanted to give them a little thank you for the example you guys set for the love that you have for this church. We just appreciate you guys so much. So we just wanted to give you guys a little something to say thank you. So if you guys could come up here, we'd appreciate it. Pastor Ricky, congratulations. This is uh, 16 years. So congratulations, guys. We love you so much. Thank you for your dedication and all that you do for our church. So, and folks, really quickly, uh, Jen is going to talk to you a little bit about Aspire, the women's conference that we hosted last night. How many of you were here for that? <laughs> Praise God. What an amazing time. So, Jen, if you want to go ahead and share your take on Aspire. It was so amazing to be able to host this event. The fact that they even wanted to come to our church. Um, the fact that we were able to get so many people to work so hard to get the lobby done and stuff. But more importantly than that, God was here. And we had the best time. If you guys missed it this time, you have to come next time. I'm sure there will be a next time. But God was here, and he was moving. He was speaking to the ladies that were here, and we just had the best time. So if you missed it this time, make sure you come next time. All right. Thank you, Jen. All right. So at this time, if we have any kids here in the house... If I can have the kids, go ahead and make your way up front here. We've got a special treat for you. So, folks, if we can put our hands together for Miss Melody. Miss Melody is going to go ahead and share with us this morning. Good morning. Oh, we only have two little girls. Where are all the children? It's okay. Do you ever sometimes have a hard time remembering something? What kind of things is sometimes you forget? Sometimes a test. Say it again. Sometimes a test. She sometimes forgets about a test. Oh. Sometimes you forget about um, cleaning up. Okay, cleaning up. Oh, who reminds you of that? <laughs> Maybe mom or dad. Um, you know, some people put sticky notes all over the place trying to remember what to do. Sometimes I put things on the refrigerator, things to buy in town. Sometimes people have messages on their phone or set alarms so they don't forget. When our granddaughters come to our house, they're just two and four years old. They're little girls still. Sometimes they forget if our sliding glass door is closed. Have you ever watched, walked through the door? Ouch. Or you tried to go outside, but the door was so clean that you didn't know it was closed. So what happened the next time they came, their mom brought us a little present. It was a magnet 
was a little bird that you could put on both sides of the screen door so that when you get to the door, if you see the bird, it means, be careful, the door is closed. So sometimes we need reminders. Talking about birds, right now, Dan and I at our house are happy to watch because the sparrows are coming to eat with the seeds that we put down on the porch, and we like to watch them. And there's been a pair of robins who come in the grass on the garden, and we're watching them because we hope it's the same mother and father birds who came last year, and they have built their nest on the pillar of our porch for the last two years, and it's exciting to watch them lay eggs and their babies hatch, and then you get to watch them fly away. Did you know that there is a little poem? Let me put my, you're behind me, you're kind of scaring me. Um, let me read you a poem. This is a little plaque that was belonging to Dan's grandmother, and I have one that belonged to my grandmother, and there's a poem on it that is more than 100 years old. And I'm pretty old, but just think about how old our mothers were when this poem was written. And I want to read it to you because it's about those birds we just talked about, sparrows and robins. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. So we have this hanging in our kitchen and we have it hanging in our guest room because it reminds us of our grandmothers who reminded us that we don't have to worry. God takes care of us. And the Bible even has a verse. I think we need to go back one. The Bible says, go back one slide, Aren't two sparrows sold for only a penny? But no one of them falls to the ground outside of your father's care. He even counts every hair on your head. And don't be afraid. You are worth more than sparrows. Jesus said those words. And it means in his day as he was standing talking to the people, all around on the ground, just like in our backyard, there are sparrows everywhere. They're just little brown birds. They don't really have any beautiful colors, but they're there every day. And it's helping us to remember God knows all about them. He knows if they hop, if they found food, if there's a bird to pray. God knows all about birds. How much more does God know about us? He knows you're sitting there right now today. He knows when we stand, he takes care of us. So we don't need to worry. Now go to the next picture. That's a plaque that we have in our guest room. It says, his eye is on the sparrow. I know he watches me. That's just what those scriptures were talking about. And there's a very old Christian song that people love that talks about sparrows and birds and God's care. It sounds like this. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. 
and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. So don't forget, God cares for you. And I wanted you to help me as we finish up. Could you girls please stand and come stand by me? And I want you to turn around. I'm going to put the mic in front of your face. And I want you to help everybody to remember our lesson today. Don't forget, God cares for me. Can you say that? Don't forget, God cares for me. Don't forget, God cares for me. Wonderful. Thank you for your help. And don't forget, God cares for us. Thank you, girls. Thank you, uh, Miss Melody. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I love when Miss Melody gets to uh, come up here and, and share with our children. It seems like every time she does, she always has a song, and, and I love hearing her sing. So thank you for that. All right. So church, just uh, before we get started in our time of worship, in our time of the word, just a couple of exciting uh, events that we have going on uh, coming up here at home church. So first off, uh, I asked for our singers last week because we are bringing back our church choir. So choir practice is going to begin on Sunday, May 23rd at 5 o'clock. And that's going to be for anybody age 13 and over. So anybody who is interested in joining us, please contact Nancy Winders or the church office in order to sign up for the choir. Uh, where's our youth at this morning? I uh, see so we got a couple up here in the front. So our youth group is going to be meeting here in person on Thursday nights. And again, guys, we ask that you be here at 6.30. We're going to open at 6.30 in a time of prayer. And then we're going to move into our lesson at 7 o'clock with uh, Mr. Matt and Miss Amanda. Also happening on Thursday nights is financial peace. So we will be continuing that series this coming Thursday night at 6.30. Uh, we encourage all of you to come out and join us. It's not too late. Uh, if you have any questions at all, uh, I am the one that is leading that course. Please feel free to reach out to me. Reach out to our church office. And just to let you guys know, the cost of that course is $100. But our uh, wonderful church has agreed to cover half of the cost for the financial peace series. So if you guys would like to sign up, it would only cost you $50. Youth camp. Praise God. The kids are so excited. They can't wait to get out. They can't wait to fellowship. June 21st to the 25th, the price is going to be $225 per child. And our youth camp is going to be for children in grades 6 through 12. And we just want to make sure that we have them registered by May 24th. So if you have any additional questions, need more information on the camps, please reach out to the church office. Let me see a show of hands. How many of you guys can use a little mini vacation, a nice little getaway? All right, we got a couple honest people here this morning. <laughs> Guys, our home away from home retreat. June 25th to the 27th 
It is going to be in beautiful Lake Tahoe right here in our backyard at the Zephyr Point Presbyterian Conference Center. So we're encouraging everybody to come out, join us for a relaxing weekend with your church family. However, I do want to encourage you, for those of you who have not signed up yet, make sure you do and make sure you get in there fast because the rooms are going quick. I think we only have a couple more left. If you have any additional questions as far as cost or uh, anything else, please feel free to reach out to our church office and uh, we'll be able to get you some additional information. And last but not least is our kids camp. So this is going to be for our children in grades 2 through 6. The kids camp is going to be happening July 19th to the 22nd. And the cost is going to be $215 per child. Uh, if you have any additional questions regarding the kids camp, we would encourage you to reach out to Miss Jane or the church office for additional information. And then on top of that, guys, uh, we would love to be able to send every single one of our kids to camp this year. So I know it's a life-changing experience. Uh, my daughter got to attend her first camp just a couple of years ago. She absolutely loved it. So we are asking, if God puts it on your heart, we are accepting donations for our kids' camps in order to be able to send everybody that we can from our church here. All right. So, folks, we are going to move into our time of offering and worship this morning. So, again, we just want to thank everybody uh, for continuing to be faithful during these times. Uh, you know, the, the Bible tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. And uh, we encourage you, uh, as far as the offerings go, if you happen to bring your offering with you, we have our offering box right inside the sanctuary door. You can also give online at our website, homechurchnv.org. So, folks, if we can, let's go ahead and uh, bow our heads and open in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we just praise you, Lord. We thank you for this day, God. Lord, we, uh, we just thank you for an, an amazing women's conference that we got to, uh, that we were so blessed to host last night, Lord. And uh, to see these women walking out just uh, full of you, full of joy, full of cheer, Lord. God, what a blessing it was to be a part of that. We thank you for that opportunity, Lord God. And this morning, Lord, we just pray as uh, we take our offerings, as our church continues to give faithfully, Lord, we just pray that you have your hand upon uh, these finances, upon these gifts that we are giving to you, Lord God. We just pray that you take this money, that you multiply it, that you use it in ways that none of us could ever imagine in order to be able to do your work uh, here in, in this city, in this town, throughout our state, our country, Lord, uh, however you intend to use it, Lord. We just pray that uh, your will be done with that. And God, this morning we just want to pray for our worship team uh, as they enter into this, uh, this time of preparation for the word, Lord. God, we just pray, Lord, we ask for you to fill this church, Lord. Make your presence known, God. And uh, whatever we may have going on in our lives right now, Lord, I just pray that we can put it at your feet, that we can lift it up to you, Lord, and that we can just sing out in praise and cherish you and honor you, God, as, as we're called to do. Lord, I just uh, I thank you for our pastor. I thank you for this man of God, this shepherd, this example that Pastor Carlos is, Lord. 
And as he is preparing this morning to share your words, God, we just pray for him. We pray a uh, special protection upon him. God, bless his words this morning. And uh, we just pray that, uh, that this message just leave a uh, lasting impact in everybody's lives. Father God, we just pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen. The son of the living God. Amen. I so appreciate this, uh, this group I have here with me right now. Uh, earlier this week, I'm not going to play with you right now. I was a little discouraged. Man, we ain't got no drummer. We ain't got no full team this week. And my sister uh, to the right of me said, I don't care if we only have the kazoo. We're worshiping Jesus. So who's ready to worship Jesus this morning with just a guitar and a keyboard? Amen. Let's, let's sing praises to his name. He deserves all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being here this morning, for what you're doing in this city, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Sing with us, church. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. With all creation 
someone needs to hit the altar this morning for lying you ever been pulled over by the police you ever have a policeman say surrender when a policeman says surrender what do you do do you stand there with your hands in your pockets or do you lift your hands in full surrender this morning there's a God in heaven who says surrender your life to me I want you to raise your hands with me church raise your hands and surrender to to God and we're going to sing out this chorus holy holy sing it out with your heart worship him this morning
God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. Walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul, I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Help me out God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you. down these desert roads water for my thirsty soul I need you oh God I need you your forgiveness it's like sweet sweet honey on my lips it's like the sound of a symphony in my ears it's like holy water on my skin your hands, church, worship with us this morning. Yeah. Dead man walking, slave to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. So take me to the riverside. Take me to baptize. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Yeah. Your forgiveness. Like sweet, sweet honey on my lips It's like the sound of a symphony in my ears It's like holy water on my skin Oh, sing it out to him this morning Your forgiveness, Jesus Your forgiveness It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips it's like the sound of a symphony in my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that really ever makes me want to change. I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really it out, ladies. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to. Oh, clap your hands, church. I said I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want your forgiveness. Your forgiveness. It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. It's like the sound of a symphony in my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. Yeah, oh, your forgiveness is 
Like the sound of a symphony in my ears is like holy water on my skin. Sing it out one more time, church. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry. 
Bow your hands with me, church. Heavenly Father, we just, I am so grateful and thankful to be here this morning. Lord, you know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in here right now, in your house, with my brothers and sisters, worshiping and singing praises to you. What a beautiful morning this is, God. Thank you for being here in this place. As I looked across the sanctuary, God, I see, I see future, I see plans, I see your hope, I see your blessing, I see your peace. I see you here this morning, God. From every young child to mature adult, Lord, I pray that you would speak through the message that you have this morning, that you would encourage, that you would bless, that you would uplift, also maybe challenge, God, to the deepest places of our heart, and that we would remember that it's not about us, and at the end of the day, and as we stand before you one day, when you say good and faithful servant, it's about you. And this morning, we give you right away, we give you the green light to come into our heart and to speak to us, to transform us, to mold us, to shape us into your image. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen, Amen church. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much. Wow. Thank you, worship team. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Hallelujah. So what do you guys think of the, uh, the foyer? Amen. I got to, um, can we please, I mean, I know we've been talking about this every week and it's like, we just want it to be over with, but it's still not done. But I just have, we got to please, can we give a hand to Mark Butler and Luke who is here this morning and Pete this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much, guys. We so appreciate you. Uh, this morning, um, we're going to be talking about something that I believe we all uh, deal with. Uh, summertime is coming, summer's upon us, and uh, there's a lot of, how many know there's a lot of, uh, even in the winter time, even in the cold time, but summer's upon us, and how many know there's a lot of temptations out there? Amen. Amen. Uh, the sermon I've, I've titled this morning is Don't Do It. Somebody say, Don't Do It. <laughs> Don't Do It, and uh, we're going to be reading out of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10. I want to talk about temptation. Please, this morning, try not to act holier than thou, because we all have something in our lives. Whatever that is, I don't know what it is. When we go to the store, 7-Eleven, it could be the Twinkies. It could be, I don't know what it is, but it calls your name. It says, woohoo, hello, I'm right here. Can you see me? Can you, hello, um, it tries to get our attention, and how many know it's impossible for you and I to reach the destiny that God has for us, for our children, for our grandchildren, if we cannot overcome this thing we call temptation? Sin will always take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay and impact your life more than you ever thought sin could do. The Apostle Paul writes to the church of uh, Corinth, really could be ch called a uh, home church of Corinth, because it had a little bit of everything there. How many know there's a little bit of everything here this morning? 
Um, you want to know what a sinner looks like? Look to the person next to you. You want to know, you want to see somebody out of control, flipping people off in their car during the week? Just look three rows down. You might find somebody out of control. And if you're looking, uh, if you're looking at somebody and they're just looking straight ahead, that's them. That's who I'm talking about right there. Amen. You want to you wanna see somebody who actually needs Jesus, who is lost, and on their way to an eternity without him, if they don't accept him, take a mirror and look right in it. None of us here are perfect. We all battle and deal with this thing called temptation. Amen. The Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Corinth, and he's bringing up the past. He's telling them a story about the children of Israel. Not to say, hey, this is going to be us, but this is what you don't have to do. You can learn from their mistakes. And so we're going to be reading right here out of verse, uh, chapter 10, starting in verse 1. And it says right here, moreover, 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 brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. Let me break this down. He's saying all the people who left Egypt were under the same cloud. When the children of Israel moved, when the cloud moved, they moved. When the cloud stopped, they stopped. When God wanted to move at nighttime, there was a pillar of fire and they would move. And when it stopped, they would stop. And it says right here, verse 2, all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. Moses was their pastor. And Moses was a good pastor. Amen? We'll get to that later. <laughs> Moses led them out of bondage. Then verse 5 says something profound. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. Headed to the promised land. God wasn't pleased with what was going on. And the rest of the verse says, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. That means God had to cause them to die off because he was not going to allow certain people to cross over into the promised land with the mentality and the sin that they had in their life. The disobedience, the ungratefulness. Some people will never do what God wants them to do or be because they're dragging the trash of their sin. God waited for a generation to die off. All the adults died off except two walked in. It was their children and their grandchildren who went into the promised land. I don't know about you, but I want my children and grandchildren to go into the promised land. But hold on. I want to go into the promised land too. Amen. I want to go too. Paul right here is telling them, he writes to them and gives them a lesson. He says there's six sins that they have to overcome. And these are the same six sins, uh, not sick sins, but same six sins, sorry, <laughs> That, uh, that, that the children of Israel were dealing with. And I believe today 
These are the same things that you and I at times deal with too. So who's ready to go deep with me this morning? You might have a problem with one of these. And if somebody's really honest this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm, I probably have a problem with all six. Can we be honest this morning? Amen. Let's start right here. Verse six. Now, these things became our examples, examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The first problem was lust. Somebody say lust. Hmm. The word lust means to crave. You want something so bad, you'll do anything to get it. You'll lie, you'll cheat, you, you'll lie, you'll steal, you'll cheat, you'll try to ruin somebody's reputation. You want it so bad. But not only did they lust, they lusted after evil things. Write this down for those who are writing notes. Numbers 11. I don't have time to get into this, but Numbers 11 says how they lusted after stuff. They lusted after stuff, even after God delivered them from bondage. He freed them. They lusted after things. God fed them supernatural food. He fed them what? Manna. Thank you. They didn't even know what manna was. They never seen manna. That's what manna means. What is this? What is this? Manna. God fed them supernatural food. They didn't have Chick-fil-A. There was no In-N-Out. There was no Winco Foods. There was no Trader Joe's. There was nothing. They had none of that. There was, there was no uh, um, Taco Bell, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Dutch Brothers. Yeah, there was no sushi, the joint. Not, not the joint, not like a joint, but the, the, the sushi. Never mind. We'll edit that later, brother. There, there, was, there was no sushi. God fed them supernatural food. It's a dangerous place to be when you get tired of the supernatural provision that God gives to you. You might not want to admit it this morning, but God has done some awesome things in your life. If you look back your life two years ago, if you can see what God has done in your life and you're no longer excited about it. Just a year ago, God was doing some things and you were happy and excited and all of a sudden now, you're no longer excited about what God is doing for you. The children of Israel, this is them right here, Numbers 11, said they wanted the, the fish, they wanted the cucumbers, the leeks, the melons, the onions, the garlic. They wanted the stuff they had when they were enslaved. They wanted to go back to Egypt let me say, I'd rather have manna from heaven and be free than have the best things of the delicacies of this life and be enslaved. They wanted to go back to slavery. The problem is, is there some people who are lusting after things and they're lusting after the things that God brought them out of. They want to go back to the lifestyle. They want to go back to the drugs. They want to go back to that guy that treated them like a dog. They want to go back to that, to that woman who, who was horrible to them. We have to remember and be grateful and thankful for what God has done in our life. Number seven right here, it says, it says, verse seven, it says, and do not become idolaters as some 
were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Somebody say idolaters. Idolaters, thank you. Exodus 32, write this down, Exodus 32. This is where they bow down to what? They bow, they bow down, yeah, they bow down to idols. They formed a golden calf. They danced to the calf. They prayed to the calf. They worshiped the calf. They sang to the calf. They, they, they walked around the calf. And Paul is saying to the church of Corinth, don't become idol worshipers. How I many you know we have some idols in our life? We have some idols, some things that we worship this morning. Idols. You see, the idol controls your money. The idol controls how you spend your money. The idol controls your schedule. No. Serving the church, too busy. The idol controls what you will commit to. I thought it was a beautiful thing last night when I saw our volunteers, ladies in the, from our church, volunteering and, and, and serving. What a beautiful thing that was to see. And to hear ladies in the community that came said, you have a wonderful staff. Your staff made us feel so welcomed and we want to come back. What a beautiful thing that was. But the idol will control what you commit to. They had idols of gold, silver, wood, and metals. Sound a little familiar? Gold, silver, wood, and metals. The gold was the jewelry. Now, there's nothing wrong with jewelry, but how many know sometimes that can become your idol? The wood is your home. They had idols uh, of metal. That's called, I, I would say today, that's called your vehicle. Yes, I'm talking about your precious car. Here's what we do with our idols. We, we wash our idols. We drive our idols. We wear our idols. We listen to our idols. We watch our idols dance. We watch our idols sing. We go to our idol worship services. I mean concerts, sorry. We imitate our idols. I'll never forget going to a youth group. I thank God I wasn't here. Because we got Brother Matt right here. But I'll tell you, I went to years ago, I saw, and I couldn't believe it. We're talking about Jesus and the Bible, and all of a sudden, these girls, these kids know this song of Beyonce singing, all the single ladies, all the ladies, all the single ladies, oh, 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 and I'm going. And they don't even know a single verse. And I said, who knows where the book of Hezekiah is? And they said, we don't know. And I said, there's not even a book of Hezekiah in the Bible. They know all the words to the unadvertised, released album, the song of Beyonce, but not one verse to share with somebody about Jesus. That's idol worship. Idol worship. The people sat down to eat, drink, and rose to play. That tells me the idol of their day was self-gratification. 
We need to understand that life is not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what satisfies you. It says they, they, they sat down to drink. They rose to play. There was no time to serve others. They had no time to serve others. That's the problem. It's about me. It's about you. Our schedule is an idol. Some people are worshiping themselves. You ever know somebody that's all they do is talk about themselves? And not in a good way either. It can be just, it's always about them, what they're going through, their problems. And then there's those who worship themselves when they look in the mirror in the morning. I'm guilty on that one. No, I'm joking. I'm playing. <laughs> My wife's like, amen. Amen. So since we didn't really get any, any amens on that point, hopefully we'll get one amen on this point. Verse 8, it says, Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Sexual immorality, number three. Somebody say sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. People were having sex outside of marriage. How I many of you know we have become numb as a culture when it comes to sexual immorality? It's expected after four dates. Why not? And by the way, if, you've, if you're here this morning and, and, you, and you made these mistakes, I'm going to tell you it's under the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But for those this morning who who's, who's hasn't made the decision, I want to encourage you. Sex outside of marriage is a sin. Lust is a sin. Pornography is a sin. It will warp your mind, young man. It will change who you are. I know there's not a lot of people who like to talk about this, but make sure from this pulpit, you're going to know that sex outside of marriage is a sin. And sex after marriage is also a sin. If it's not with the person you're married to. Husbands, keep your eyes on your wife. I don't know if it's just me. It's getting hot in here. Can we turn the AC on or something? Man, it's getting hot. Husbands, keep your eyes on your wife. Wives, keep your eyes on your husband. You ever have a person tell you, well, if I don't, we're dating. If I don't do it, it's, they're going to leave. They're going to go. Well, then let them go. You don't want a dog for a husband. A dog will chase anything. You want a man of God who will respect you and treat you like the queen that you are. I have to keep to a God that we glorify. Young ladies, respect who you are and know that you're a queen. Rise up and be a woman of God. And if they don't want you and if they pressure you and they don't want to serve God, then let them go. Amen. Number nine right here. This is verse nine. Nor let us tempt Christ as some did also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Number four, this one's, 
This one really is just tripping me out right here. Tempting God. Somebody say tempt God. Numbers, Numbers chapter 21. Write that down. Tempting Christ means to question God's direction for your life. Now, this was tough for me because I, sometimes I, I question. But you never want to get to the point to where you stop trusting God. You know, how many of you have a question for God? God, why is this happening right now? Lord, what's, what's really going on? But never get to the point where you stop trusting him. Don't tempt God. The devil wants to bring you to a place where you're questioning God all the time, questioning the sovereignty of God, his love for you. How I many know oh, God will never bring you through something that he knows you can't handle? He has put it in you and I to go through whatever that is. The Bible warns us about questioning God and the sovereignty of God. That's why I love Romans 8.28. It says, all things work together to those who love God. But not only did they question God, they questioned the leadership God gave them. They questioned Pastor Moses. When the Bible says God spoke to Moses, 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 and they questioned the leadership God gave them. How many you know if I'm doing something wrong, if the leaders in this place are doing something wrong, keep your heart right. God will take care of us. Instead of speaking ill of our staff, why don't, why don't you pray for the staff? Amen? Pray for our church. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Questioning. Because they were going through some things. Going through some things they didn't really understand at the time. But how I many know God will take us to some places that we don't understand, but when we trust in him and we obey, when we get to the end of the road, we'll understand why. Amen. Number five right here. Nor complain. Verse 10. As some of them also complained. And they were destroyed by the destroyer. So Numbers 14. Please write that down. Numbers 14. I'm telling you, this is going to be a perfect Bible study for a family right here. Numbers 14. Read it when you get a chance. They're finding fault with everything. They're complaining about everything. They're complaining about the direction they're going. They're complaining about who died, who left the church. They're complaining about the water. They're complaining about the food. They're even questioning Moses' wife, who he was married to. They're complaining about everything. You ever met somebody, all they do is complain? Yeah. <laughs> Hope that's not Matt, Pat. I only said that because you don't, you don't complain, brother. <laughs> Complaining is not a spiritual gift. And please, if you want to start a complaining ministry, not here. Amen. God wants us to overcome. And you're here this morning and say, well, pastor, I... 
I got some temptations in my life. I got some things that I'm working on. I got some things. We all do. I see myself right here, Pastor. I, how do I overcome? That's why I love verse 11. It's actually one of my favorite right here. It, gets, it starts getting better. It says, now all these things happened to them as examples, as they were written for our admiration. Upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. That is beautiful. What's that saying right there is how do we overcome temptation? First, we need to stop and realize that we're not the only ones being tempted. We're not in this alone. What you're going through and what you're to being tempted by, the person sitting next to you is going through maybe the same thing. And I love what it says right here as, as the verse finishes right here. It says, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That is a beautiful thing, church. While the temptation is on the table, while you're in the workplace, wherever you're at, the temptation is not greater. God has put more in you than the temptation to overcome and to say no. And remember your pastor tells you this morning, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't look at it. Don't smell it. Don't touch it. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Say no. When it's knocking at your door, it says, but with the temptation, he will also make a way of escape. Do we have that right there, brother? But with the temptation, next one. Is it right there? Okay, right at the bottom. He will make a way of escape. Amen? I love this right here because when the temptation comes to my house and when temptation is standing right next to me and I got my family members right there in the living room and the pressure's on, God says, there's a way to escape. There's a way out. When you made the phone call for the reservation at the hotel, there's still a way to call and cancel it. When you're on the way to the hotel, there's still a way out. When you go into the hotel room and you know you're not supposed to be there, the door didn't disappear. There's still a way out. Don't do it. Don't Snapchat it. Don't TikTok it. Don't FaceTime it. Don't email it. Your pastor here this morning is saying, temptation is coming your way. Don't do it. There's a way out. Don't do it. Don't do it. Amen? Amen. Let this summer, let this spring be the first summer in spring where you can look back and say, my gosh, I've been delivered. I've been set free. I've been changed. I was bound to this. I, was, I kept doing this. I had this habit. I kept, but I've been, I've been set free. Who wants to be set free this morning? Amen. Let's bow our heads. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God, you are so wonderful. You are so glorious. This morning, church, with all love and all encouragement, don't do it, teenager. Even those who are watching online with us this morning, I urge you, I plead with you, don't, don't do it. Whatever that is, whatever, whatever that is, you, you know what calls your name, you know what, what that is. And God this morning, he says, I want to deliver you. I want to set you free. And, it, and, and sometimes it's not even these, these, these sins that we, it, sometimes it's not these things that, that we automatically go to. Sometimes it's little things. It's little habits. There are things in our lives that, we, that we're bound to, we're tempted by, we're, we're tempted. And, and God says, I want, I want to set you free this morning. I want to set you free. Our God does not want to shame anyone. He's here to set the captive free. You say, Pastor, I'm here this morning and I need deliverance. I need change. I need Jesus to come into my heart and my life. No one's looking around. All heads are bowed, all eyes are closed. You say, Pastor, that's me. You raise your hand right now. And you say, Pastor, I want to I want to give Jesus my life. God sees that hand, sister. God sees that hand. God sees that hand, brother. Amen. God sees that hand. Honest hearts here this morning. Honest hearts here this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, it's all about you, Jesus. Years ago, I remember at this, I, I, I remember hearing a sermon on temptation. There was got things in my life that God was doing with me on. And I was set free in the name of Jesus. When I came down to the altar, God set me free. Somebody prayed over me, and I felt it lift. I felt it gone. It was gone. It was lifted in the name of Jesus. Jesus is going to set someone free here this morning. He's calling your name. You say, Pastor, that's me. You raise your hand. Pastor, it's me. I'm going I'm to hold this out. I feel that. I feel there's somebody who, who, who's right now, you're battling. There's, there's the, the, the flesh. Says, no, don't do it. Don't. You, you, you've been trying to stop this for many years, and it's never happened. But this morning, there's change coming your way. You're going to have to step through some muddy waters. You're going to have to go through some waters and receive the healing this morning. That's you. You say, Pastor, that's me. You raise your hand. Pastor, that's me. Hallelujah. Amen. God sees that hand. Amen. Amen. All heads bow, all eyes are closed. No one's looking around right now as our sister plays. Uh, my sister right here, right here. I want you to look, Gabby, my sister. Please, just come with me right here. Brother, brother, just come right here to the altar. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to pray with you right here. Just come right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I could have a brother, uh, Mr. Juan, if you could come down and please pray with our brother here at the altar and I want you to take this time church I want you to pray for somebody you know who's maybe who's maybe going through some things right now take this time and meditate on God's goodness take this time right now and pray for someone pray for maybe maybe you're going through some things maybe you're battling with some tations you you're right with God God's living in your heart but you say this morning pastor I, 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 I need some prayer you come down to this altar right now as we sing out this song it's all about you is all about you take this time to pray don't 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 leave this place the, the same leave this place changed this morning amen it's all about you it's all about you hallelujah if you want to come down to this altar please do and pray and if you'd like to remain seated and and pray in your pew please do hallelujah when the music fades
when the music fades and all is slipped away and I simply come yes Lord yes Lord longing just to breathe something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself it's not what you have required you search much deeper within and through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the thing I made it when it's all about you it's all about Let's all stand this morning, church. Amen. Let's stand. Our sister's going to continue playing. We're going to pray. We're going to dismiss this morning. Again, I want to say, and I don't say this lightly. This is not a joke. Don't do it. Don't do it. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Let God renew your mind. Let him renew your spirit. Walk with confidence in God. Be set free by your mind. Young teenager, young man, young woman, maybe watching online, I'm going to tell you, the, the, this lifestyle of the world and what the, what the media tries to display of what is a cool life and good and awesome, I'm telling you, leads down a road of destruction, amen? Live a pure and holy life. Live a godly life. Please God. Please God. It's not about being popular. It's about serving Jesus. It's about serving God. And just know, church, this morning, if you're struggling with something, if you, if you want to come talk to me later, if you want to, if you want to speak with me, please do. But as we still have people here at the altar, I would encourage you to, to dismiss quietly. Let's all bow our heads. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us the strength and the energy, God, and, and just putting the air that's inside of us, Lord, to be able to sing and to, and to worship you. I pray this morning that you would bless each and every one of us as we leave. Let us, let us leave here and let us go with confidence, not in ourselves, but in you, knowing that we can overcome any temptation that comes across our path. Bless, protect, and bring us back safely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be dismissed. Thank you, church. Hallelujah.